Welcome to the Raymond Tamaklo podcast. You are about to listen to a message from the Sunday Cruise service as preached by the senior pastor and founder of Love Springs International Church, Nairobi, Kenya. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo is a missionary to the nation of Kenya. He is an author and a church planter. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo has a passion of raising pastors and shepherds who delight in the work of God. He has dedicated fairly all his life to the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ doing exactly this. He believes in ensuring that the word of God is preached to all because each and every soul is precious and important to God. This podcast will reignite your love for God and his work and will work out times of refreshing in your life. Now, get ready to be blessed as you listen to the soul-saving word of God expertly handled by Reverend Raymond Tamaklo of the Love Springs International Church Headquarters, Nairobi. Be transformed as you listen. As long as he's alive, that is his wife. But he has put her away. So if he's not dead and you go and carry her and marry her, you have committed adultery. So the only time she's not committing adultery is when the man dies. Then she's truly free. Follow what I'm saying to you. <clears throat> Are you here? Anyway, that, that's a proper topic to teach in another. Yes. That when I'm, I'm, when I'm to teach it, I'll first of all take you into the biblical definition for fornication. Yes, there is a biblical definition. And then the biblical definition for adultery. Yes. When the, do you know that fornication in the Greek is called ponia? Po, pornography, ponia. Ponia. Mm, ponia. <laughs> anyway, that's a by the way. <laughs> Careful. Yeah, so where was I before I came here? What was I saying? What brought me here? What brought me here? No, it's not Ponia that brought me here. Something else brought me here. Uh, yes, so when we're talking about um, divorce, all right, and on the basis of adultery, this is actually the biblical meaning. Yes, that the man discovers on the night of consummation that she lied to me. Do, do you get it? So, what does he do? Do you get it? Now, you to understand that it's a biblical subject. It's not an African subject. It's not a Luya subject. It's not a West African. It's a biblical subject. Now, reckon this. Why was Joseph surprised about Mary carrying a child? Remember that the Bible makes it clear that he had not been with her. They were in a period called the period of betrothal. 
in the Jewish custom, the period of betrothal is as good as marriage. But he had not been with her. So now, the person he's not been with is with a child. Then the Bible said that Joseph was a honorable man. So he's thinking, how do I go about this without dishonoring Mary? That is where his hesitation came from. Because he was honorable. Let's, since we are there, we might as well fetch um, what we're talking about. Are you here or you've gone home? Matthew 1 verse 8, 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother Mary was espoused to Mary. You see, if you don't have your Bible, you won't be seeing what I'm reading. And if you also have your Bible, you don't know how to go to Matthew. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah, Matthew is the first book of the Old Testament. Yeah. It's the first book of the Old Testament. Have you found it? Now when, now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise. When as his mother, Mary was espoused to who? Joseph. Then he says, before they came together. Before they came together. That is before they had sex. Before they consummated the marriage. She was found with a child. Now you. You've had 1,250 times of sex with your beloved. And still counting. Some of you, the father of your beloved doesn't even know you. But his son has entered your Jerusalem more times than anything. (laughs) Nobody knows you. But the son has consummated more than anything. It's hot now. Even the senior sister of this young man doesn't know you. But he knows your body more than you even know yourself. Is he? jam. Do you understand? Yes. Follow the Bible. The Bible is there for your reading. The Bible is there for your... Listen, Mary was espoused to Joseph. And in the Jewish Jewish custom, that espousal was as good as marriage. Yet, they had not come together. These days, the brothers know that I have taught a lot in the church. Don't open the gate of Jerusalem. If he has not married you, 
close the gate, fungua gate, funga, funga, funga gate, funga gate. So now, when they come, they tell the sister, I want to marry you. I want to marry you. I want to marry you. And once they tell the sister, I want to marry you, the sister in her head is seeing a husband. So I'm uh, relaxed at a fungua gate where we uta ingia. Do you understand? So the brothers have upped the game. This brother knows he's not going to marry, but he's told the sister that I'm not looking for relationship. I'm looking for marriage. I'm looking for marriage. I'm looking for marriage, not relationship. Yes. So now, can you see Matthew 1? 18. I'm not, I'm not saying something that's not... Before they could come together, she was found with what? Child of the Holy Ghost. Verse 19. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded, again look at it, to put her away. Privily. That is secretly. The word used there is to put what? Away. <laughs> Do you get it? To put her what? Away. If, if I'm teaching and it's not in the Bible, there's a dustbin over there on your way out. Please throw it inside. Do you get it? So, because he was a just man. Do you understand? So he needed to put her away in secret. Because he, he didn't want her disgrace. Because in the, he's a Jew. So he knows the process. The, the, the elders are called. Everybody is assembled. Eh? They are coming to talk about the deception of this girl. The family is there. Everybody knows that as you have been walking around here, you are not a virgin. Get it? Then once that is sorted out, then he's giving the, the, uh, the Bible calls it certificate of divorce. That's what Moses allowed them to do. Do you understand? Yes. So, but then the interpretation over the years have been twisted. Alright? Because people will not go to the root of the meaning of the biblical words. So, over the years, the interpretation has been, oh, she went and slept with somebody and you caught her. What if you didn't catch her? Is the marriage still correct if you didn't catch her? Come on, talk to me now. Do you understand? Is the marriage still there if you didn't catch her? Only once in the Bible, they caught a woman in the art. The Bible makes sure they say in the very art. So, so you know that it's not easy to catch <laughs> cheaters. <laughs> yes, in the very art. That's the biblical. In the very art. So what if she had finished 
chopped clean mouth and went home. Will she be divorced? No. So the interpretation of that text is not that he was caught or she was caught then divorced. No. It is talking about the foundation of the marriage. So many of you here today, you can see that truly, truly in the sight of God, you are not qualified for marriage. Let me go back to the Bible. (laughs) Because every man will return you back to where they brought you from. (laughs) Every man will put you away. (laughs) They'll put you so, brothers, this, if, you're, if you have been told, I'm a virgin, on the ninth, and you waited. Let me put it this way. If you have been told, I'm a virgin, and you waited, please pay attention to what I'm coming to say. On the night of consummation, please be extra vigilant. Be attentive. Because the sisters will tell you they are virgins. Then on the night of consummation, they go to bed with you with a razor. Stuck somewhere. Then they cut themselves somewhere and pour the blood. If I was you. <laughs> Are you listening to me? So you have to be extra vigilant. careful yeah women are very dangerous you understand you see you can't tell a man is a virgin or not (laughs) this world no balance (laughs) you see boys having sex all over the place and a boy can still tell you believably that he's a virgin. Yes. Do you understand? Yeah. He can tell you. Vil- Listen, every, every male, every male, if they've not had sex for a couple of days, is returned back to almost the believable state of a virgin. Yes. Every man. If they've not had sex for a number of days. Huh? Yes. If you have sex, if a young man is a virgin and he enters paradise, one minute. Yes. Done. One minute is done. They understand. And 
males, when they've not had sex, that's how you know your husband has been having sex. He said he's traveling for two weeks. When he returned and you're having sex, the guy has gone for 30 minutes. <laughs> okay, I'm revealing too many secrets today. I should just go to Sunshine. <laughs> It is not possible, do you understand, for him to go even more than 10 minutes when he's been, yes, he's been starved. Yes. <laughs> do you understand? <laughs> so, after a few days, men are returned to it's easy to, yes. Then for the women, God put a hymen to block the passageway. And the only way the hymen is removed is by the shedding of blood. And you, you can't shed blood more than twice. Some brothers are looking at me like I've offended them. <laughs> you understand now? So, again, what I'm teaching you is that at the root of even divorce is this thing called deception. You have told me you are this and I've discovered you are not. Then Moses say, on that basis, you can give her a certificate of divorce. Are you listening to me? So some lies you shouldn't tell because when you found out, it has dire consequences. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Always have what we call full disclosure before you marry. Yeah. If you have Peking, that is hiding in Kakamega. Tell the young man that I have a Peking in Kakamega. Do you understand? Yeah. One day your Peking will come to the house. I'm looking for my mother. He said, your husband said, what do you mean by your mother? So my mother lives here. She's been told that the mother lives here. You know, so the man discovers 10 years on that you had a, a, you see, from that moment, everything spoils. And it only not just for the young ladies, but also for the young men. You have a child with another lady. Tell the lady that the one you want to marry, I have a child and the child is with the mother somewhere. Do you understand? Because if she later discovers from that moment, it spoils everything. Again, we're talking about lies, deceptions. Who kill if you? I, I have a baby. So, go and die. Do, do you understand? What I'm saying is there's no need to be deceptive. And I'm teaching you in this church to not be deceptive. I mean, I've had people who were preaching centers. There are some people, their center was bigger than 
my church now. What's the essence of preaching to a center bigger than this? And then you are a liar. The day you are found out, then you see that, oh, eh, that you start coming up with excuses for you to react. The truth is that you were a liar. So, and that is why I'm saying that children, true children, find it hard to lie to their parents. Yeah. Growing up, I told my kids, never you dare lie to me. Tell me, when I'm even with a knife ready to kill you, tell me the truth. Yes. Not lies, not deceptions. There, that's why there are people in the church they will be dating and lie about it. Oh, we are just brothers and sisters in Christ. Yeah. We are, we are just good friends. Yeah. And lie about it. You see, already you have started the foundation of your future with what? Deception. So, who serves God? Ephesians 5. And there's a good reason why we needed to go to Ephesians 5. From the verse 1, the Bible says, be therefore followers of God. Who is, who is, who are we talking about? Followers of? We're talking about followers of? That's verse 1. Be therefore followers of God. Wait, oh. was the screen black a while ago? So my eyes are correct. Okay, I almost got a root shock. <laughs> I needed my eyes checked again and again. I thought I saw black. Then the thing is blue. So I was like, okay, what's happening to me? I saw well. You also saw it. Okay. <laughs> Be therefore followers of God. As who? As who? So to be followers of God, you have to be like dear children. Now you can see why some of you failed. Because you were not followers of God as dear children. Some of you were followers of God as senior brothers. Followers of God as senior sisters. Some of you were followers of God as aunties. Uncles. Because if you are following God as dear children, verse 2, and walk in love. So, if you're following God as what? Dear children, you will walk in love as Christ also hath loved us and hath given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savor. Follow this. 
If you are following God as dear children, number one, you will walk in love. Verse three. Mm-hmm. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becometh saints. So if you are following God as what? Dear children, you will walk in what? Love. Number two, there are things that are named in the world, they won't be named in the church. Today, nobody fornicates better than the people in the church. That's why you're not marrying. I said, that's why you're not marrying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if you like, give me any response. I said, that's why you're not marrying. Wameshiba. If we are following God as dear children, number one, the foremost identity is when anybody encounters us, they will encounter love. We'll walk in love. We'll walk in love. Yes. One of the foremost identity of true believers is not that they speak in tongues. If you want to know true Christians, it's not how, whether they speak in tongues in baritone or semi, semitone or, or, or the tongues is high pitch or low pitch. No, the foremost identity of true disciples is that they walk in love. I know you've never taken your time to read 1 John, 2 John and 3 John. You'd understand what I'm saying. Yes. It's not about I am you, you can do all that and you're still a devil. Love. Love. That's a foremost identity. Are you listening to me? Yes. Then two, there are things like fornication, uncleanness, or covetousness. They are not found amongst his children. Verse 4. Who is there? Neither filthiness, neither what? Uh-huh, now you don't want to say it. Neither what? No foolish talking. Today you find more foolish talking in the church. I'm a jump. Even the Bible is saying foolish talking is not for you and I. Come to me, baby. I want to do things to you. Foolish talking. Can you see you are talking foolishly? (laughs) Foolish what? Talking. There is such a thing as foolish talking. If you leave a ministry group without control, all you find is foolish talking. One day I had a group and one of the sisters, you know, in pursuant of foolish talking, went and looked for a picture, a meme 
of black American actors and named them number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, number six, number seven, number eight, number nine. All of them find black American actors and sent it to the platform where I was and asked the members of the platform to choose by numbers which they would like to have. Whether number one or number two. They, they were free to choose. Listen, we're not talking about a WhatsApp group for workers of um, APSA or workers of um, uh, Safaricom. I'm talking about a WhatsApp group for church, for church with the senior pastor in attendance. The young lady said, choose by your number and say why you have chosen the number. Yes. <laughs> We're talking about foolish talking. You should see them. Number nine. <laughs> they chose. They were choosing. They were choosing. I think the, the ones married were the ones who were watching the single sisters choosing. Yes. There are people here who chose numbers. They chose numbers. Yes. Kwana, do you remember somebody who chose a number? Is someone here? You are not in that group. Okay. Elvina was in that. Were you in that group? Yes. Which number did you choose? You chose. You chose number seven. About number three. Number four. I'm told Epi Beryl also chose. Epi Beryl, what was your number? Did Epi choose? She was cheering them on. Wait. She was cheering them on. At that time, she was not a pastor. She was a, a minister. I'm a admi, admi, ad, she was not even a minister. So she was cheering them on. And all those other people were leaders. Do you understand? She was cheer, You chose number four. Uh, your reason for choosing number four was? I didn't have a reason, I guess. Oh, you just chose number four. Did this girl choose a number? What number did he choose? If a Venus says you chose, you chose. What number did you choose? Purity chose a number. What did you choose? Pastor Edwin, these people are lying to me. Could Oh, she wasn't there. Violet, what number did you choose? She was not there. One sister chose a number. And the brother she chose was very dark. And for the first time, I'm hearing a statement like, the reason she chose this brother was that the darker the berry, the sweeter the juice. 
For the life of me, I've never heard that. The darker the berry is, the sweeter the juice it will produce. But these were experienced Christian sisters. (laughs) I think that night, all they needed was that topic. You should see them gushing over men. Gushing. They were literally gushing. So me, I didn't know what was happening. So later I picked my phone and I realized there are messages. Hey, the group has had a discussion without me. (laughs) That's what I did. So when I came to the group, I just removed everybody. I didn't even say anything. I just removed everybody. Ah. I, didn't even, I can't even remember. <laughs> then after I called for a meeting of the, the people in the group to speak to their shame that they could be talking such lascivious statements. Hey. <laughs> Pastor, is that what I did? I just removed everybody. Then the Sunday, I didn't say anything. Then the Sunday, I called for a meeting. <laughs> then Sunday, I asked them to choose again. So Sunday, I asked them to choose again. And then they were choosing happily again. Now that's how you know that foolish talking has taken deep root. The darker, the berry, the sweeter, the juice. I smashed you well, well. In the meeting. It was a Monday night. Tuesday. Oh, I called for a meeting the next day. Oh, my wife was on the platform. (laughs) Because there was a lot of foolish talking. Yes. You should see how they were describing, you know, the muscles. Some were choosing because of chest. Some biceps. Hey. Some because their eyes are brown. <laughs> and LP was encouraging the choosings. Now, all that is, you see, if you knew your Bible or they knew their Bible, they will know that there is a thing as foolish talking. So me, who is their teacher and knowing what I know, I knew that if anybody, let's say there's 
we just introduce somebody to the platform who knows how to be as, let's say, a very truly saved person. They will find something wrong with that particular conversation. Did that picture sound choose? She was shocking. A platform where I was. She has spoken about what was going on. And you see, if you have one mind, the judgment is also one. Yes. Everybody was choosing. Hey, number seven, number three, number nine. I remember number nine. I don't know if it's number nine that was the, the darker, the berry, the, or either number nine or number three. It, but it's one of them. Yes. <clears throat> Switch to NLT. <laughs> one of my pastors picked a Brad Pitt looking Yes. Look, he says, NLT says, obscene stories. Do you know what is obscene? Do you know what is obscene? Eh? Do you know what is obscene? Obscene, do you know obscene? Stop pretending you are not hearing the teaching. Obscene stories. You went to have sex. Now you are describing the sex. You went to have sex. Now you are telling the stories of the sex. It's called obscene stories. Yes. You are describing how the peepees looked. Obscene stories. Eh? Then he says foolish talk. Cause jokes. These are not for you. NLT says they are not. Is it, the Bible is there. You cannot defeat the Bible. These are not for you. So it's for some people. It's for some people. But you, it is not what? For you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. So you must be thankful to God. Yours is to be thankful to God. Not engage in obscene stories. Huh? Foolish talks. Cause jokes. In fact, what does the King James call the cause jokes? There was a word I liked there. Quick. Jesting. Jesting. Yes. Some of you are jesters in the church. You are jokers. Some of you, your life is a life of jest. Like everything about you is a joke. And when I tell people I don't joke, they think I'm lying. I, I really don't joke. Yeah. When I say something and you laugh, I'm surprised that you are laughing. Yeah. Because I'm saying it truly with all seriousness. Yes. I, I really, listen, in my entire life, I've never watched a comedy movie. 
It's a comedy. Then I'm sitting there. Then I'm watching. Then I'm laughing to myself. I cannot watch a comedy movie. I am not, I don't have what it takes to watch a comedy movie. Do you understand? Yeah. So those of you who think I, you come to church so I can make you laugh, you, you get it wrong. I don't know where the laughter comes from, but I know the Holy Spirit is a happy spirit. So perhaps, yes. But as to whether I purpose to tell you a joke, You understand? Yeah. Some of you can sit down and watch comedy movie from morning till evening. Then when you finish, you want to enact what you have watched. So you are, you are literally a, a walking jest. Yes. Today, in the world we live in, if you don't post jokes, eh? <laughs> This one is good at reading the pigeon. She should be the pigeon reader for the church. <laughs> eh? can, you, can you understand anything on the screen at all? Some of you cannot understand anything on the screen. Make una no allow yeah and foolish word come out from una mouth. And make una know they talk anyhow or use bad word because, because all these things no good. Instead, make una they thank God with una mouth. So instead of saying all those, use your mouth, take do waiting, take the thank God. <laughs> use your mouth, take the do waiting, take the thank God. Hey, some, if you see some three sisters sitting down, they are likely talking about a boy. One has returned with stories. Yes. One has returned with gist. Yes. And some of you, that's the conversations you like. The one you come to church and we say, lift up your hands. Give the Lord thanks. You don't have anything to say. Yeah. Watch. Thanksgiving is the time that many Christians are quiet. Give the Lord thanks. Give him thanks. They can't say anything. Yeah. If prayer was something that you could allow people to just be telling their stories, their stories will fall into these categories. Yes. God, you see yesterday what did I do? Yeah. You see there are stories that when it comes to thanksgiving, the prayer will go. But you see the thanksgiving of the believer should be his preoccupation, not these other things. So, to follow God, you must do so as dear children. Are you here? Okay. The reason you are not bearing fruit, the reason you have no desire to bear fruit is because 
you are yet to be a real son. So I'm establishing first of all that God is receiving sons. Go with me to Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12. Let me show you something. It is not written anywhere that I must finish this point today. (laughs) It's only written in your heart. (laughs) Hebrews 12 verse 2. Let's go from verse 2. Give me the NLT. We can run from verse 1. I don't mind. NLT, we can run from verse 1. Quick. Are you blessed? Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, pay attention to what he's saying. The reason many of you fail is because you are always avoiding the crowd of witnesses. You don't want anybody knowing you are saved. Because you see, when people know that you are saved, you will be held accountable for your faith. So some of you, when you leave the house, nobody knows you are going to church. Some of you, you dress away from the house. Yeah. Nobody is going to question your salvation if they don't, you don't have any. But once you say, I'm born again, you have called to yourself a huge crowd of witnesses. Some of you at your offices, nobody knows you are saved. In fact, nobody knows you go to church. I'm showing you why you are not bearing fruit. Because nobody in that company knows that you are saved. Wait, nobody knows you are a serious believer. That's why you can play ganja planter in the office. Because nobody knows you are saved. If they knew you were saved, your Holy Ghost filled, and they pass by, you say, I'm a ganja planter. You say, hey... You. (laughs) I'm showing you why you don't want them to know that you are saved. Why? That that a lot of Christians don't know this. And perhaps maybe I've not even taught it in the church. When we talk about justification, justification. Justification is before two principles. That I'm a, I'm a believer, I'm justified. Is one before God. Then the believer is now justified in his conscience before men. And those men are divided in two categories. Saved and unsaved. Hear what I'm, I'm going to say that again. Justification. When the Bible talks about justification, it's before two people or two groups of people. One, you are justified before God. 
That's why Paul says, my our spirit bears witness with the spirit that we are the sons of God. You are justified before God. And then the saved is justified in his conscience before others. So what we mean is when other people look at you by your conversation, by your conduct, you are justified in yourself that truly you are saved. And that second aspect is where works comes in. Works. So faith is accompanied by works if it is true faith. Now, a lot of you, your faith is fake because your faith is not accompanied by works. How can you tell me that you are truly saved and you are saved and there is no works? Anybody that attempts to provoke you into works becomes your enemy. The Bible says in the book of James that faith without works is dead. So works does not save you. You are saved by grace through faith. But faith that is without works is dead. So next time when you say, oh, my name is Albert. If your name is Albert, forgive me. And uh, we are sorry. And uh, I, am, I love the Lord and I'm saved. Somebody has got to look for your works. Somebody has to look for your works. And the reason people hide the fact that they are saved is so that they do not produce any works. How can a Christian be coming to work late? Works. How can a Christian be in that company and you have joined everybody to dupe the company? Works. So if they don't know you're saved, of course, you can dupe with everybody. It's hot here. By the time you say, I'm an elder. You see, that's why people believe Seventh-day Adventists more than they believe these Pentecostal charismatic churches. Because when the guy says, I am an Adventist, he's going to show you that he's truly an Adventist. But when a Pentecostal tells you, I'm a lizard, look for a frog. Because the person doing the worst thing in that company reads the Bible every Sunday in church. And then the church is quiet. That's how you know the temperature has changed. You will know. Listen, there are people today who rather prefer to work with Muslims or Jehovah Witness or Adventists than to work with Christians. Church is quiet. Imagine that a lot of a lot of Christians sitting here don't want to do business with fellow Christians. Huh? 
A Muslim will tell you, if I lie, I'm going to hell. And he will not lie. And he will stand by what he said. When a Christian is lying, they lie with a lot of vivaciousness. They, they, they lie with a lot of happiness. In fact, as they are lying, they are swearing. Aki Amungu. Aki Amungu. The person going to do the worst tomorrow at the office, today, he's seated comfortably in church. Few people are saved in a church. I used to have a register for my leaders. They clock in that their arrival at church. Imagine that even to show people what is right and wrong, we even as a church, I had a register like people come in 8 5 a.m. They record it. Even at that, people used to lie. I'm, I'm talking of at the entrance of the church, like they're about to enter and meet God. The last thing they do is to lie before they meet God. So somebody came to church, 8.30, and then they write 8.25. Thinking it is all right. You think God doesn't know the difference between five minutes, you know, 8.25 and 8.30. No, they lie. This is the church and they can write 8.30 at the office. What do you think they are writing? Yes. So, this person wouldn't want you to know that he is the Bible career for the apostle of his church. Because you will make a demand of him. You will make a demand of her. So if they don't know I'm saved, they think, that's why many of you cannot bear fruit. Because even where you live, nobody believes that you are saved. That's the truth. You are not saved. And then, you see, this thing called justification is in twofold. I'm teaching you something before God and then before men in your conscience. And that is what produces works. Works. If everybody is deceiving that company, you alone, stand up and say, no, I will not. Is the thing looks far-fetched, but it's easily done by Muslims. It's easily done by Adventists. But this crowd of tongue speakers, is the most difficult thing for them to do. It's the hardest thing for them. So the thing is, are you truly saved? That begs the question as to whether you're truly saved or not. So there is a huge crowd of witnesses. Some of you, the day your father truly discovers you go to church, he'll faint. 
The day your mother discovers that truly you go to jail, she will faint. So there is a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of what? Faith. Let us strip every weight that slows us down. Especially the sin that so easily trips us up. So there are slowest on the way. And one of them is the sin that easily slips or slows you down. It trips you. Before you know it, you are falling into it. The, the King James calls it the uh, besetting sins. Some of you, your besetting sin is not fornication. Yeah. Some of you, you fornicate once in six months. So that's not your besetting sin. But you lie daily. You lie daily. If, if I'm talking daily. You lie every hour. The most frustrating people to work with are this. They look like they are saved and not saved. You should see them receiving phone calls. Wewe. Ukuhapi. Nakuja sai. Nikona kwakona. Five minutes. Five minutes is one hour. One hour is two hours. Bado. The person keeps. I'm talking. I'm not talking of unbelievers. I'm talking about Christians. You see me right now. That time, the person is sitting by a bowl of food. He has not so much as made up his mind that he is going anywhere. But he keeps leading somebody on. And you see, what you does is called an aggravation of the spirit of somebody. That's why some of you, a lot of bad people have thrown bad words at you. You know, without you even knowing that what you have done has caused them to throw bad words at you. From nine o'clock, then the person shamelessly returns the call at 5 p.m. I'm sorry, I couldn't make it. Just when I was around the corner, you see, on top of your, you are coming to lie again. So, many of us, and maybe you think these things are nothing. You see, when you talk of sin, people look at the big, the, the big five or the big four, if not the big three. Yeah? When you talk of sin, 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 murder. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't kill anybody. So, yeah. One of the big sins or big three people consider, if you talk about sin, is murder, like you have cut somebody or you shot some. Is ah, I've never killed in my life, isn't it? Yeah, then two adultery, like they've never slept with anybody's wife. Yeah, I've never done it. Hey, I'm free, I'm clean. Yeah, I'm talking about like this when you talk of sin, the first thing that comes to people's mind. So once the person falls outside of these things, they are like, yeah, lying is, you know, is a small, is a sm-. they, in fact, they call it small sin. Like you, you have reduced the sin to small. Huh? Yeah. Small lies. White lies. 
I don't know if they are black lies. White lies. Yes. So once the person falls outside, they're like, yeah. So there is the weight which doth so easily beset us. That's called besetting sins. That one, you don't think about it. Yeah. When you're wishing somebody bad, it just happens. Uh-huh. Yeah. When, you're, you're, when you're, you're conceiving evil thoughts, it just happens in an instant. When you lie, it happens in an instant. Then somebody's also besetting sin is fornication. So it's never the same for everybody. Do you understand? So your besetting sin is lying. When you lie, you wake up after, late after you have lied. So I've, I've just lied. That's besetting sin. Back to NLT. So there is the sin that so easily do what? Trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. Verse 2. Flow with me. Verse 2. We do this. How, what are we doing? The running of the race. We do this by doing what? Keeping our eyes on Jesus. The champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him. He endured the cross disregarding its shame. Now he's seated in the place of honor besides God's throne. Verse 3. Then he says in verse 3. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people. Then you won't become weary and give up. If you will not give up, you have to think of Jesus. What did he endure? What did Jesus endure? And then he didn't give up. So when you think of Jesus and what he endured, then you realize that, Charlie, your own is small. Verse 4. After all, you have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. Do you know what he's saying? It's like you have not lost your life while trying to avoid sin. You lose your life avoiding sin. When a car is driving at top speed, coming at you, 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 you get out of the way. Why? If you don't, you will lose your life. You, when sin is coming, you embrace it. Are you understanding the scriptures? You have not yet given your lives in your struggle against sin. Hear me. Child of, listen, 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 listen. Not sinning, abstaining from sin is a struggle. It's not something you just do this. I no longer sin. Some of you is true. You don't fornicate. You don't commit adultery. You don't lie. But when we look into your heart, it is darker than the moon. 
Are you listening to me? So, when you see somebody, somebody's own is fornication. Then you're like, hmm, these people, in spite of all that apostle is teaching, they are continuing fornication in the church. You see, your own is not fornication. Uh-huh. But when it comes to gossip, oh, you have no full stop. That's why it's easy for you to point a finger at somebody when they are caught in their sin. It's so easy. Because you're, uh, you, you know, forever, oh Lord. No, you see, some of you naturally, maybe it's true. You don't even like sex to begin with. So you know that. I mean, nobody's going to catch you sinning. Do, do you get it? But when your mind begins to conceive things, you, you have wished people dead like a million times. Now, unknown to you, you are a murderer. And somebody is what? A fornicator. But you see, one sin is covert and the other is overt. So when you see the overt sins, you are quick to, yeah, yeah. Hmm. These are the reason the people, the church, the reason why the church is not growing. Uh-huh. But you too, you are a non-stop gossiper. Church is hot. So the, the issue with sin is a struggle. Yeah. Some of you, as you're growing in the things of God, then you realize that actually I've dropped this one. Then along the way you realize, oh, I've, I've also dropped this one. Yeah. Eric's testimony is a, is, is a blessing. Yeah. He said there were certain habits he's dropped. Why? The teaching. That's why the teaching is the washing by the word. As you are being taught. Like those of you who are looking very tired as I'm teaching. Like you umechoka washa. Washa. Washwa. Umechoka washwa. I'm washing you. You you that is just being washed. You are the one that is tired. Do you understand? So as the word is coming forth, anybody whose heart is set right is gradually being washed. Yes. That's what it does. Until you realize that, hey, there is only one last thing. Mungu, Saidia, Mimi, eh? help me. This last one. Do you understand? It's the whole, it's, it's a struggle. That's why if you're against teaching, eh, you're against your own self. Some people, they wish I would teach one sermon and not mention fornication. It will never happen. (laughs) Do you know how many people I'm washing? Do you know how many people are being washed? (laughs) Do you know how many people are being washed? You are there sitting there and saying, when will he ever preach and this part will not come into the message? Take all my messages. Every day you hear a part of the message is there because there is washing going on. 
Washer, 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 washer. Yes. <laughs> when will he talk? Even if I start talking about money, prosperity, I will come back to this particular because there is washing going on. That's why if you live this life without washing yourself physically every day, there's a problem with you. Yes, I'm going there too. Every day when you wake up, there must be a washing. There must be a washing spiritually. You have to listen to a message. It washes you. Then when you finish, look for water and shower as well. Not do passport. Some of you, when I'm teaching, you are doing passport. Oh, that is for sister. That is for, you are doing passport. Allow yourself to be fully pushed into the water. Hey, listen, these children born uh, in 2005, 2010, they don't know what it means to wash a child. Uh, listen, our mothers, when they wash you, you think that all the debt in the community is on you. Forget this, like the Brahms of this world, they don't know what is washing. <laughs> Have you ever been washed by your mother? When your mother finished, you see that your skin is still hot. <laughs> you, you'll be there, you'll be asking, what, what is this woman scrubbing of my body at all? And the way they hold you. Eh? No movement, the way they hold you. I think some people have remembered. <laughs> yeah. Some of us were put on a piece of stone, like the Olympics medal. You are standing on a stone and everybody is passing. And your mother will first of all dare you if you like step down. <laughs> Forget this white man generation. They have not seen any washing. Serious washing, no. <laughs> Your mother will finish from head to toe before she even tries to pour water. Yes. To use for the sponge. A plant. Here they use a plant. Sand, sack, oh, like gunia sack type. That's what they use. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, West Africa, that's what we use. We use the net. Yes. That's why the neatest generation are gone. This generation, we were born the other day. They are not neat at all. Yes. We, we were not just bath. 
they put the bath in us. Do you understand? They are not this generation of white man and ah, no. I mean, children who can go to bed without shower. Yes. If I don't check my son, he would rather not shower. Yes, if I don't check him, he would rather not shower. Yes. This generation, if there's one thing they would rather not do is to shower. So, if you think I will teach and there will be no washing in the teaching, it's no teaching. Now we have added the physical washing to the spiritual washing. Yes. So, the thing with sin is what? A struggle. Like if you are lazy, if you are lazy, waking up is what? A struggle. It has to take either cold water or hot water and even that is still a struggle. Now it's the same with sin. But watch this, verse 5. Let's go. So do you agree that we have not struggled to the point where we've lost our lives? So he says, and have you forgotten the encouraging words God spoke to you as? He spoke it to you as? He said, my child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline. My what? The King James says, my son. My son. God is dealing with sons. Don't make light of the Lord's discipline and don't give up when he corrects you. Those of you who give up just because you have been corrected. I don't know whether to call you what you are as per the scriptures. (laughs) Do you understand? Yeah. Don't give up when he corrects you. Verse 6. Watch this. For the Lord disciplines those he loves. And he punishes each one he accepts as his child. God is receiving what? Sons. He's not just receiving everybody. When he accepts you, what does he do? He punishes each one he accepts as his child. So don't make light of his discipline. When he accepts you as a child, he disciplines you. Now, many people want to call you daddy. Mickey Mouse daddy, Papsito daddy, Papsito daddy, Papito. But don't correct me. Papito, mm. stop there, apple, apple. Don't correct me. And there's something fundamentally wrong with many of you young people. Because, you see, let me say this way to you. Some of you here, what you hate most is correction. 
Some of you, even at maybe a senior brother, age difference, six months, you wouldn't take correction from a senior six months. Six months is what? You were born six months. I, I was born. Such a person cannot correct you. There's a problem fundamentally wrong if you hate correction. Many of you, your true colors come up when you are corrected. You see, it is a demonstration that you are not a son. When I'm correcting my son, I'm always looking. (laughs) Yeah. I want to look at his reaction to my correction. It is what determines if he is a son or not. And then if I see the wrong reaction to the correction, I correct the the wrong reaction to the correction. So instead of one correction, you have to receive two corrections. One, the original correction, and then the correction of your reaction to the correction. Some of you, we can't even correct your attitude to begin with. You are in the church. You say, apostle is my spiritual father. I can't even tell you, shut up, sit down. I can't tell you what you're doing is wrong. No pastor can tell you what you're doing. The moment, oh, they don't like me. Have you met them? I met them. Once you correct them, nobody likes me. They don't like me. They have their favorites. I'm sorry. But the people who you see as my favorites in the church, they receive the things they receive from me. Some of you cannot receive it. If you think you'll be around me and then I cannot correct you, it hasn't worked for me. It doesn't work for me. And I can tell you why. I'm a leader. The moment somebody by me becomes a bad example, it weakens my leadership. So you that says, you are, I'm going to be on your case. In fact, until you are a good example, I can showcase to everybody. So those that are further away, like there are some people in the church, they have chosen to be further away. You think I have a business going to correct them? The person has put a distance between they and me. So when I say, <laughs> when they are even doing the wrong thing, they say, hi. But the person is either a VIP, a VNP, very nice person. Yeah. But if you make the mistake and you enter my 18, do you know the 18? Correction is waiting for you. That's how God is. He waits for you to enter his 18. That when he accepts you, he needs to make you an example of who a true son is. So he starts, he removes his knife. Lateness, he cut it off. Man, he cuts it off. So when you are close, you experience a lot of discipline. Never mistake that correction as you are not loved. You are the most loved person if you are the most corrected person. That's a good one to write down. (laughs) 
Of all the people God can give me in this city, he has put you here. <laughs> Get a point now. Of all the rich people God can give me, he put you here. <laughs> Do you understand? Of all the people he, can, he put you here, then once you are here, you have said, hey, I will enter the 18. <laughs> enter the 18. I thank God for the people who relate with me from afar. They'll stay long in the church. You understand? I say, I thank God for the people who relate with me from the center. You understand? Bali. They'll stay very long in the church. Yes. And some are truly staying long in the church. But the ones who enter my 18... They have received, like they have scars to show you. Yeah. They have scars. They have wounds. When they heal, they enter the 18 again. Then I inflict another scar. As he's healing, they leave the 18 to return later. But I said, I appreciate those who relate with me from afar. They'll stay long in the church. But I appreciate more those who understand that it is a journey of becoming a son. And so it comes with correction. I appreciate them more. (laughs) From center of the pitch, I appreciate all of you. I appreciate Nyamai, 18. No, center. Hey. I appreciate Kohana, center. I appreciate Benson, center. They cannot tell you that I have faced them. I faced them until they saw my, my face red and my, my chin is vibrating like this. They cannot tell you this. <laughs> Esther. Eight, uh, center. Ah, I appreciate them. But you know who I appreciate more? I appreciate Kelvin. He has received fire. He's still around. Do you understand? He has received fire that if the center guys receive, they will disappear from the face of the earth. He's still around. I appreciate him more. Sister Righteousness, center. Ah, I appreciate her. I appreciate her. Hey. But for Cliff to receive fire, direct fire, and he sees taking my photo. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. (laughs) James Center. Appreciate him. He'll stay long in the church. Yes. He'll stay long in the church. Ah. We need center. Center. You know, you can score a goal from the center. Yeah, you can score a goal from the center. And then you can score a goal from the 18. But scoring from the center is rare. Special people score. From almost the center. 
you have to be the Wayne Rooney's or the Vampessis of this world to score from that far. Do you understand? That's why those who stay far never become anything. But those who stick around and receiving the pruning, they are resembling their father gradually. When it's time to hand over the company, you will not hand it over to the gate man. You hand it to the son whom you fired over and over. You say, here, take the company and run it. And uh, Mumu came to reply the coach. It's not fun. Even training is not fun. Like for many years, this club called United, a club, collected a bunch of, you know, people who, you know, they were in small, small clubs. Then they were showing potential. Then the club gave them very huge salaries, weekly salaries. Come, do the same thing you were doing in that place. Come and do it here. Once they got what they wanted, which is the money, 250,000 pounds a week, 300,000 pounds a week, 150,000 pounds a week. When they got there, they decided to be Instagram footballers. Training. Now. Run these kilometers. No. So now you are playing a team that has the discipline of training. And as big as your name is, you can't beat them. They trash you. Then when a coach comes who demands discipline, you realize actually it, it shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't be this hard. It shouldn't be this hard. I mean, look at when you see the best coaches in the world, they are like taskmasters. The best coaches in the world, they are like, they are like Pharaoh. They're on top of your head. Do this or sit down. Do this or sit down. If you're a superstar, you can't play here. Then you see that the superstars who lack discipline, they start struggling because Charlie, the thing is not fun. Ministry is not fun. A group of people discovered that Chale, the thing takes your entire life. And then they fought for freedom. They got freedom. There are two independents in Kenya. The one got in in this church and the one got in at Uhuru Park. <laughs> I think they will it will be an annual anniversary for some people. Yes. That discipline when they were shepherds, quiet time. Wake up. The coach comes. Where's your quiet time? I said, post your quiet time at 7.30 every month. One minute. One minute. is a problem. There you see my, football, my club members. Opie. Your father is alive, isn't he? Does he call you now at your age and discipline you left and right like he used to when you were 12 years old? He checks on you once in a while. Does he tap your head when you come around? Foolish girl, does he do that? You know why? The discipline he was to impart to her 
was to be done in a few years. If he has done it, wherever he is, he's comfortable and at ease knowing that his daughter knows what to do. Some of you, nobody disciplined you. That's the truth. This is truth. The discipline is for what? A few years. In fact, it will be very weird that right now, his father, her father, you know, every day, right? I, disciplining her, doing, is, it will be very some way. But that discipline was imparted within a certain season, period. Once she's out there in the world. I tell parents, at least those who talk to me, that you have a window. Many of the people I met, their parents missed the window. And the window came to me. (laughs) I I don't even understand. Yeah. A lot of the things some people learn, they learn from this church. So, you see that the fa- her father has a short window. Do you know the window? The years when she's in his house. Senior high, she's still around. You. University, first year. The window is closing. Then the window starts closing. Second year. Then you see some holidays. You see that she'll say, oh, daddy, I'm not coming home. I'm going for outreach in Homa Bay. But she's not going for any outreach in Homa Bay. Third year, you see the window is closing. Then final year, they have put the key to the door. Getting ready to lock it. If you are lucky at all, at all, the first year after graduation, the key is still in the door. You have a slim window until she lands her first job. It's closed. If you tell her, get out of my house, yes, daddy. I'm, I'm, in fact, I'm even tired of this house. I'm even going. Why? She has salary to rent a house to live in with a foolish boy. So the father had a window. Now, if he's done his job, wherever he is, he knows that my daughter will not be in the club doing mapuka. I'm telling you the truth. So right now, in fact, there, there are occasions the father will call her and say, appear here and let's address an issue. But you see, it's not, it doesn't fall within those disciplines for a few years. So those of you who are young, who are hating discipline, I just want you to know that we understand. It's not fun. But God's discipline is always good for us so that we might share in his holiness. Verse, verse 11. Verse 11. No discipline is enjoyable while it is happening. It is, it's painful. Say painful. painful. But afterward, there will be a peaceful harvest of right living for those who are trained in this way. You have your own house now. There's no boy hiding in your house. You were trained. 
Some of you, when we talk about people living together, it's only because you, even the whole city, you don't have a landlord. What, I'm, what I mean is that you can't pay rent as you sit here. Yeah? Is it you who is living with somebody who is going to bring another person to live with? So it looks as though you are correct. But some of you are not correct. The day you get your own liberty, your own freedom, you see that that's when you know whether you were trained or not. And the reason I know that some people, even though they stayed in this church for how long they were not trained, is that even after now I have released them into the wild, you can't see any form of training on them. I'm still teaching the Bible. Though. It's talking about afterward, there'll be what? A peaceful harvest of what? Error of right living for those who are trained in this way. Verse 12. Then he says, So take a new grip with your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. 13. I'll end, I'll end on verse 13. Mark out a straight path. Are you listening? For your feet, so that those who are weak and lame will not fall, but become strong. Go with me to Hebrews 5, verse 6. Hebrews 5, 6. Watch this. Hebrews 5. We can still stay with the NLT. And in another passage, God said to him, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. Verse 7. While Jesus was here on earth, he offered prayers and pleadings with a loud cry and tears to the one who could rescue him from death. And God heard his prayers because of his deep reverence for God. Verse 8. Even though Jesus was God's son, are you here? He learned obedience from the things he suffered. He is God's son. God's only son. I don't have time to go into spiritual fi, uh, filiation and what and how different spiritual filiation is from natural filiation. There's a difference between spiritual filiation and natural filiation. I don't have the time. But just understand that Jesus was the son of God. Yet he learned what? Obedience. So which son do you say you are and you are refusing to learn obedience? There were people I told them, close center by 7.30. They'll close center by 8.30. If you do not learn obedience, you are not a son. 
as a shepherd come to church by this time. You see the illegitimate children. When they come, they go and enter the studio and sit by the amplifier to get warm. Some people, they have to be sacked from the studio. Now they don't go near the studio. They prefer the direction of the toilet. You do understand, yeah? If you are told you are in the dancing stars, come to church at 8 o'clock, 7.45. If you come after 7.45, there is something you are not learning. Can I teach this verse? I said there is, when you choose disobedience, there is something you are not learning. You only learn it when you do what you are told to do. He go to the chemistry lab to do easy titration. Eh? You go for um, practicals in a chemistry lab. So the teacher says, when you mix um, um, hydrochloric acid plus, I hated chemistry, by the way. I, I, I disliked it. I, I only, I, what did I even score in chemistry? <laughs> if, if you miss... Let's write a formula. Hmm? You mix. Huh? What acid? Sulfuric acid. Salicylic. Hey, it's the first time I'm hearing that one. Okay. Uh-huh. That acid plus, plus acetic acid. What do you get? Acetyl. Leave the, the rest. Use. <laughs> now if you go listen if you go to the chemistry lab eh, then the chemistry teacher is saying that if you mix this plus this eh, then there is maybe let's say a formula where you get a change of color right let's talk of one like that then you, you sit in the chemistry lab and then chemistry, there's the practicals. So now, you, you go to the lab or you just stand by the window. So the teacher is safe, you miss, whatever. You, then you are telling yourself, oh, when I get the chemicals, I will do it by myself. Hmm? You are the ones who become the canaries of this world. <laughs> do you understand? The reason is taught in the lab practically is because the lab is a controlled environment. If you get it right, he says, pour this amount, volume of acid or whatever, and add this, then they, he's watching you do it practically. You are like, nah, I got this. I'm going to do it at home. When you read the house, you see that, Charlie, you don't know what you are mixing. So, it's the same thing. When you do the thing, you are truly learning. Even though you can't see it happening, but you are truly learning from obedience. And then when you don't do it also, there's nothing you are learning. Meanwhile, it is easy for you to assume that you have learned it. So, the school I went were very, the school was very known for science. Very known for science. So, the, there's even practical examination. Yes. Exams for practicals. 
they set the lab, everything, and then you go. Another question is there, and you're supposed to now do it yourself. How would you do it if you have not learned it? So he says, he learned obedience from the things he suffered. May I stop here and say to you, everything you're suffering is supposed to be teaching you something. Me, the group of Man- the Manchester United club members I met, they've taught me things. If I tell you the things they've taught me, one of the things they've taught me is patience. I, I came gra, gra, gra. I am very gra, gra. Hey, they have humbled me. When you see me, I'm a learned man. I've learned. If you ask me, Apostle, off the top of your head, what is one lesson you have learned in this country that will live with you for the rest of your life? Do you want to know? I'll tell you. If I'm sleepy, you slap me. Wake up. What did you learn in this country? So don't push people. I've learned it. I've learned it. I've learned it. What do you? Allow them to do akuna matata. Yes. If you ask, what have you learned? So don't push it. If you, what have you learned? So don't do hot meetings. It doesn't work. The people you do hot meetings, they are like egg. The hotter the water, the more harder they become. <laughs> if you ask me, what do you have? You, I can tell you many things I've learned. And since I've accepted the lesson, oh, my life is, the quality of my life has improved. Yes, after I've learned the lessons. If you ask me, what have you learned? There are some people, don't tell them, don't do this. Rather tell them, do it. If you're going to be successful with some people, you don't tell them, don't. They hate to hear, don't do it. When they live here, they will do it. Their devil is very strong. So I've also learned not to give too many instructions. Remember after the Manchester club disappeared, I formed a smaller club. So one day, today is when I'll tell them. So when I formed a smaller club, I'm still learning. Hey, you will learn till you die. When I formed a smaller club, I put, I gave them some, because they came from the collapse of the club. So from Manchester. So I formed a smaller club. Then I told them, I sent a message to them in the group I have. And I told them that. They should soak in this message. We shall have a discussion. Then I went quiet. Do you know how many months it has been? Almost five months. None of them has said, Apostle, we were to discuss enlargement shall come. (laughs) Meanwhile, I see them every day. They look at me and they think that I don't remember. Every day of my life, I remember that there's a group 
that came from a group that are behaving like the group that they came from. So my lesson is still, it's been how many months now? Five months, six months? I don't know. Or something like that. Five months or four months. For one person to just come, also, um, just a polite reminder, we were to discuss. So don't push people. If they want to do it, they will do it. Even God doesn't push us. I'm telling you, he makes us willing. He makes us willing. Somebody doesn't want to dance in the dancing start. You are there pushing the person. Come and dance. Come and dance. Come and dance. Tomorrow they'll tell you my leg is broken. When they come to church, you see that they'll be doing it. Oh yeah. Are you listening to me? Somebody doesn't want to sing in the choir. If you push the person to sing... Every day they'll stand and be doing like this to you. (laughs) Jesus learned obedience from the things he suffered. Ask your neighbor, are you suffering anything? (laughs) Some people, instead of they are suffering the thing to learn from the thing they now antagonize you. You won't learn anything. <laughs> you won't learn anything. Hey, if you stay with a stepmother and she's, you are the one who washes plates. You are the one who scrubs the glasses. You are the one who washes the toilets. Listen, Don't hate her. You are learning something by what you are suffering. One day, when her children are being returned to her because they are useless in marriage, you see that your husband cherishes you because you keep her house neat. Some of you to just suffer a little to know how to wash clothes, to know how to clean house, to know how to even wash plate. You don't, as you are seated here, you are 26 years old. You don't know how to wash plate. Now they want me to close. As we are seated here, you don't know how to wash. When you wash your clothes, you don't even know how to wash the armpit. Anybody who takes your clothes thinks that you have not washed it. I'm a, oh, I, she's not my mother. She forces me to clean the toilet. Learn something. Learn something. Learn something. Don't press. Oh, I'm the most hated girl in the whole universe. Cinderella was even better. <laughs> If God has a prince for you, huh? if God has a prince for you, he's going to make sure you are trained in obedience. Hey, 
I have six dogs I take care of. They'll grow. They, they, in fact, they'll grow more. They'll reach 10. They'll reach 20. I'll, I'll live in a house with about 20 dogs. All my dogs, the nicest of my dogs, are the ones that have been trained to obey. Then there is that. They are the caricatures. They run. Then there is one you say, down. Stay. I have found that my delight is towards the ones that are obedient. And then the ones that are worried. (laughs) I don't know if you are learning something. So you see, when you are not trained, I can tell you something. You are not useful to anybody. When I got my first dog, I trained him not to poo-poo anywhere. Not in his room, not in where I keep him. He has to poo-poo at a particular place. I trained him. I can leave the house from now till I reach the house 7 p.m. And he'll be waiting for me. When I release him, then he'll go and do his business. And some people came from behind and joined him. They were not trained. When I reach, they have left some here. They have left some here. (laughs) Now, of them, who do you think is my delight? The one who doesn't give me more work. Why doesn't he give me more work? Because I trained him. When I go home now, the only person I'm happy to see is that one who says, Daddy, I don't want you to work hard. This other one. I look at them as little devils. Look at them. Oh, this, they have given me plenty work. The one is disciplined. He waits. He waits. He waits. If I go home right now, I can tell you some people have done some things. He's the most innocent amongst them. Why? Training. The more you allow me to train you, the more I will enjoy your company. Not just me, anybody you meet out there is the same thing. These ones, when I go, they've they've left something here. You know what I'm talking about. They've left something here. They've left something here. Then they are even wondering why I've not fed them quickly. If you didn't leave anything, when I come, I give you food. But now I have to clean. Then I have to feed. Sometimes I wish the only person I'll feed when I get home is the correct son. (laughs) And then these people, I tell them, you people have given me work. Let me finish my work. When you're trained, it's easy to live with you. I used to live with my dog in the house. And when he wants to use the toilet, he'll come and wake me up. Yes. Training. Like, take me out. Take me out. These other ones. Don't wake anybody. (laughs) And when he came, he was in discipline. It took what? Training. Tell your neighbor, I think you are learning something. Verse 9 and 10. 
That's why I end today. Verse 9, 10. Next week, I'll go into my son. In this way, God qualified him as a perfect high priest. And he became the source of eternal salvation for all those who obey him. So watch this. He learned obedience. Then God says, because you have learned it, ah, you are the source of eternal salvation. And you will be to those who also obey you. It's a chain of obeying. The son obeyed. Those who obeyed the son who obeyed will receive eternal salvation. Verse 10. And God designated him to be a high priest in the order of Melchizedek. You are the only one who is looking for designation without obedience. Chief of staff who is not obedient. Manchester United captain who is not obedient. I have nothing to prove. Coach cannot tell lies about me. I'm the most hardworking shepherd in this club. You are not designated. That's why it is dangerous to appoint people who have not shown and demonstrated obedience. Pastor Edwin works with a team of people. If you've watched, like, how do you call it, um, the podcast. You've not had podcast for how long? A month plus, almost a month and a half, going to two, two months now. Yeah? Why will you get podcasts when he has chosen people who have not demonstrated obedience? People, me, I'm afraid to deal with. Pastor Eddie will say, Karibu, So now he, he can't come and tell, Apostle, you know, we are working on the. We're working on the podcast, you know. There's nothing to work on. Because if you're giving somebody the position to do this, they, you gave someone who's not demonstrated obedience. I'm a jam. One of the most difficult people to remove from a position is somebody who was not obedient. Then you made the person ahead of something. Do you understand? Then the person has enjoyed ordering other people around. Then now you have come to a remove. You see, you have started a war. Today I have seen Gashara. I forcefully remove Gashara. If you are talking of somebody who has not learned obedience, podcast to come. So I took him forcefully. You see, he comes, he can greet me, we can laugh. There's no problem because the thing is not personal. You. He's my enemy. 
Enemy number one, I'm not your enemy. Some of you, if you call me your enemy, I'm not your enemy. I don't think you'll last with me if I see you as an enemy. I'll pray against you every day. Can you? Yes, I can. What do you think? God gave 24 hours. I can't use one hour on you. If you're an enemy. Please. I know some of you will not believe it, but I don't, I don't have enemies. People may see me as enemies, but I don't have enemies. Even those who are still captain of United Club, I'm, I'm, I'm not their enemies. You got a point now. What I'm trying to do is, I want him to become better. I want him to become better. I want her to become better. And that's what God wants us to. And when he's better, he'll be fruitful. When she's better, she'll be fruitful. When he's better, when he's be- soon he'll be fruitful. Yeah? The, as he's getting better, now you see that he'll become fruitful. The reason you're not fruitful is you are not a son. You are scoring from the center. Hmm? Are you blessed? Someday I will share one scripture, then I'll go into my son. Yes, my son. Yes. Rise up on your feet. We trust you have been refreshed by the word of truth, rightly divided by Apostle Raymond Tamaklo from the Love Springs International Church headquarters. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. and connect with Apostle Raymond Tamaklo on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. God richly bless you.